Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and you're listening to Education in the News. It's an educational, um, we cover educational news stories from around the U.S. and the globe. As usual, we have a lot of news stories to get into, so let's get started. Um, the first reports I have for me was from the Ohio Department of Education. Uh, National and Education News. Education Department announces that Ohio and California teachers as 2022 Presidential Cybersecurity Education Awardees. U.S. Department of Education today. The U.S. Department of Education is announcing the 2022 recipients of the Presidential Cybersecurity Education Award, kicking off Cybersecurity Career Awareness Week. Benjamin Daltrey of Lakota West High School in Westchester, Ohio, and Robert Allen Stubblefield, Jr. <coughs> Excuse me, of Troy High School in Fullerton, California, were selected as awardees for instilling in their students the skills, knowledge, and passion for cybersecurity. The Dayton Daily News reports that Ohio offers charter schools, others, up to $100,000 grants for security improvements. Ohio is offering up to $100,000 each for religious institutions, chartered non-public schools, licensed preschools, and non-profit organizations to pay for security upgrades. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced the grant program on October 14th saying nearly $6 million in funding is being provided from the Ohio Safety and Security Grant Program. The funds could, can be spent on eligible security improvements <clears throat> Excuse me. that help these organizations prevent, 
prepare for, or respond to attacks, as well as to hire a resource officer or a special duty officer or licensed security guards. <clears throat> Cleveland.com reports that Medina School Board reviews Ohio State report cards. The Ohio State report card results are in, and while Medina City School District scored well in most categories, Superintendent Aaron Sable would still like to see improvements to the state's testing reg regimen. Sable shared the district has faced challenges with collecting data and monitoring student progress throughout the pandemic, and despite this, he offered praise for teachers. Mercer County Outlook reports that Salina City Schools are awarded $200,000 grant from the Ohio Department of Education. Salina City Schools is pleased to announce their receipt of $200,000 from the Ohio Department of Education, VIA Reaching All Students Through Language and Literacy subgrant. The district applied earlier this fall for the grant. The district utilized the funds to enhance their existing kindergarten through sixth grade literacy program, which features the current implementation of Amplify Curriculum and Resources and LETRs, Theory and Assessments, programs with staff. A direct emphasis includes monitoring student growth and achievement in literacy, especially with our vulnerable student populations. These funds will be used during the 2022, 2023, and 23-24 school years. <clears throat> Dayton Daily News also reports the state school groups picks DPS Lolly as Ohio Superintendent of the Year. The Buckeye Association of School Administrators has named Dayton Public School Superintendent, also known as DPS, its 2023 Ohio Superintendent of the Year. Elizabeth Lawley will be presented with this award during the November 8th Dayton Public School Board Review Session, and she also will be honored during the BASA Fall Conference in October of 2023. According to the district's Monday announcement, the last Dayton Public School Superintendent to receive this award was Franklin Smith in 1989, according to BASA. <clears throat> Why Akron's K-1 teachers are spending 60 hours learning about the science of reading. The Akron Beacon Journal reports that the intensive year-long training is new this year for Akron teachers who work with the district's students. It seeks to boost teach Akron teachers' knowledge of the science of learning to read while also meeting the requirements of a new state law set to take effect next school year. <clears throat> Excuse me. But with 60 required hours on top of other trainings, including adopting a new English language arts curriculum this year, some teachers have decried the training as contributing to an excessive workload. The Toledo Blade reports that law enforcement schools highlight National School Bus Safety Week. 
with Monday kicking off National School Bus Safety Week, the Ohio State Highway Patrol and other law enforcement agencies across the state in Michigan announced they are increasing patrols. They are looking for motorists who pass a stopped school bus or violate other school zone related laws. During a news conference with Rossford Public Schools, the district's bus transportation building, Sergeant Ryan Purpura, a highway patrol spokesman, said motorists need to be reminded to pay better attention during their early morning and afternoon hours when students are being picked up or dropped off from school. East Liverpool Review reports the Southern sets full-scale safety drill for Wednesday. The Southern local school district is putting its safety plan into practice by conducting an active drill this Wednesday. Officials touched upon the plan during the regular school board meeting October 11th and said it will involve full-scale evacuations and lockdown scenarios. The simulation will occur in the afternoon and center on an active threat including both the elementary and high school buildings to test response skills. By the Columbiana County Emergency Management Agency, the Sheriff's Department, Ohio State Highway Patrol, and local police, fire and EMS crews are also expected to take part. Local media and parents are being notified in advance and information will be shared in a one call on social media. Um, Lima, your hometown station TV, reported that Lima City Schools are making sure that health needs are met of their students and staff. The Lima City Schools continue to make sure the wellness policy is meeting the needs of both the students and the faculty. The school's wellness team meeting to review the policy that not only includes school nutrition but physical education physical activity along with employee and student health. The policy also includes services to promote social, mental, and emotional health. Cleveland.com reports that Beechwood residents can see and comment on elementary school building options at October 20th community meeting. Residents will have the opportunity to see and make comment on four options for the Beechwood City Schools Elementary Facilities Master Plan when those plans are presented at a community meeting to be held at 7 p.m. October 20th at Hilltop Elementary School. Residents will have the opportunity to provide feedback on each option as well as learn about the associated costs and timelines of completion. Smart Brief on EdTech uh, reports along with uh, La Crosse Tribune of Wisconsin covered this as well. Students use drones to lower school energy costs. Students at Wisconsin High School are using drone technology and other scientific research to gather data to help their school lower energy costs. Recently, the students used drones and thermal cameras to identify parts of the school that are prone to heat loss. Del Mar Times in California reports that high schoolers launched a NFT-focused investing club. 
Students at a California high school are part of a new Raven DAO crypto club focused on investing in non-fungible tokens and sharing their enthusiasm for NFTs with friends and classmates. Students say the club also is focused on researching future investments of cryptocurrencies. Government technology reports that connected school buses get green light. Two school buses in Fulton County, Georgia, were equipped with technology so they could communicate with traffic signals, which changed to green for the buses on busy roads. The result of the pilot was improved travel times, fuel savings, and 40% fewer stops. The Associated Press reports that a judge tax-funded grants for private schools unlawful. Hen, or Hens County Chancery Judge Crystal Wise Martin has blocked a Mississippi law that would have directed millions of dollars in federal coronavirus relief funds to infrastructure grants to private schools. Attorney General Flynn, or Lynn Fitch's staff is considering next steps, officials said. For a second, so I bring up the next thing. And Trib Total Media in Terrence Hempera, Pennsylvania, reports that an event teaches eighth graders how to budget. The reality fair gave eighth graders at Hampton Middle High School in Pennsylvania a taste of adult life through a budget exercise that taught them about spending wisely. Students were then assigned a career, creative budget spreadsheets, and used the spreadsheets to make choices about mandatory and optional expenses such as housing and food and gym membership. Uh, And a study... Um, that was covered by Health Day News says that an increase in BMI seen among kids during pandemic. A study involving 238 youths enrolled in Medicaid and presented at the American Academy of Pediatrics annual meeting found a significant increase in body mass index among children in the initial year of the COVID-19 pandemic, most notably among females adding that there were, was a correlation between screen time and family time increases during the pandemic and rising um, pediatric BMIs. The result of this study could help families and medical practitioners combat this alarming increase in pediatric BMI, which will likely stay with us long after COVID-19 lifestyle modifications are no longer at play. That are no, will no longer be at play. Education Week reports that a study considers subconscious bias in an online classes. Teachers were more likely to recommend that black students be assessed for special education and that boys be considered for gifted education, says 
Yasmin Koper Gunturk, an associate professor of education at the University of Southern California and lead researcher of the study. Koper Kenturk says everyone has some subconscious biases and the goal of the research is to help make teachers more aware of the issue as they work with students. And Truckbeat in Chicago reports that a school nurse discusses effects of pandemic on profession. The coronavirus pandemic has changed the way school nurses support students and staff, as well as how they are perceived, says Jensen Bayek, a school nurse at a small suburban school in Downers Grove, Illinois. Bayek was named Nurse of the Year in 2022 by the Illinois Association of School Nurses. It says that the profession has changed in many ways with an increased reliance on school nurses to disseminate guidelines and mitigation strategies. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come right back. Stay tuned for more education in the news. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, welcome back to Education and the News, the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark and sharing news stories from around the U.S. and the world. New on Curiosity Stream, grab your lab goggles. We're out to find the world's coolest, loudest, and most in-your-face experiments. Wow, <laughs> that's impressive. See how hands-on science can change our everyday lives on oddly satisfying science. Plus, from goats to guard dogs, here's surprising stories about the creatures that brought humanity to the next level. It's animals that changed history. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. The next story I have for you is from Boston University. I don't know if you heard about this, but that they created a COVID strain with 80% fatality rate in mice in an effort to research what makes Omicron so transmissible and funded in part by grants from the NIH and Anthony Fauci's NIAID. The researchers coupled the Omicron spike protein to the original strain of COVID-19. The resulting virus was five times more infection than Omicron. You would think that they would have better ways to spend money. This information was found through Freespoke and you could go on freespoke.com 
and then just use their search and type in Boston University creates COVID strain or something like that. And you'll see um, an article. Now, <clears throat> I've shared a few articles from Freespoke before. I'm somewhat new using it. But one of the things I like is that it shows you the different um, ways that this is being reported by different um, parties. So, and I don't like these terms, left, right, all this all, all these political terms that people like to use. But this is how they address it. They said, from the left, Yahoo News, in mice, why Omicron causes mild, non-fatal infection, the Omicron S-carrying virus inflicts severe disease with a mortality rate of 80%, they wrote in a research paper. On what they call the right, Zero Hedge, in an effort to research what makes Omicron so transmissible, and funded in part by grants with NIH and Anthony Fauci's NIAID, their researchers coupled the Omicron spike protein to the original strain of COVID-19. The resulting virus was five times more infectious than Omicron. And then they say both sides agree, Olin. Lastly, U.S. researchers at Boston University have developed a new lethal COVID mutant strain in a laboratory echoing the type of experience many fear started the pandemic. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's better ways to spend money and, and to create something that's even more deadly. That's terrifying. Okay, ASCD on Smart Brief. Um, just a moment, I'll make sure I'm sharing something good quality. Um, There's some repeats. Education Week reports that classroom support supports help offset school avoidance. To address chronic ab absenteeism, absenteeism among students with special needs says, needs, says Special Services Director Raymond Renshaw, schools must offer appropriate classroom support for issues such as anxiety and depression. Westwood Regional High School in New York, Jersey offers a separate day school for at-risk students that provide a shortened school day and adds emotional or additional emotional supports to keep students engaged in school. Education Week also reports that a classroom discussion bills are being challenged in four states. On the seven, of the 17 states that adopted laws since last year, there were, strict, there were strict classroom conversations about certain topics such as race and racism. Four are facing legal challenges. This article offers an overview of lawsuits filed in Arizona, Florida, New Hampshire, and Oklahoma.
Philanthropy News Digest reports that the Gates Foundation committed additional $1.2 billion to eradicate polio. The pledge of the Global Polio Eradication Initiative will help find the organization, fund the organization's four-year $4.8 billion polio eradication strategy to support implementation of polio eradication programs in Pakistan and Afghanistan and stop outbreaks of new variants. And the New York Public Library joins Foundations for Teen Partnership. As part of a new public-private partnership designed to help young adults create opportunities for future success, the city's library system will provide programming and enhanced learning opportunity to support skills and career development. In 2022, Packard Fellowships for Science and Engineering announced 20 early career scientists and engineers will each receive unrestricted awards of $875,000 over five years to pursue their research. Okay, I do have some news for you from mspohio.blogspot.com. This was shared via Facebook and through a... There was like a call to action... It says, action alert, stop Biden's arm twisting of Ohio schools. Once again, President Biden and the liberal left show they will stop at nothing when it comes to forcing their social engineering on the masses. In in response to President Biden using and perverting the intent of the Title IX uh, to attack and deprive vulnerable children with food insecurities of necessary nutrition assistance, to arm-twist his gender-bending policies, the Ohio Department of Education State Board member Brendan Shaw, or Shea, drafted a straightforward resolution rejecting it. The resolution to support parents, schools, and <clears throat> districts in rejecting harmful, coercive, and burdensome gender identity policies was amended. During the meeting, in an attempt to water it down, Yet, in its watered-down form, the State Board of Education lacked the spine necessary to protect our children and referred to it, referred it back to the Executive Committee at the end of the day. You can actually watch the entire meeting on the Ohio Channel with the discussion opening regarding the resolution around uh, 2 hours and the vote around 7 hours, 1 minute, 22 second mark. And it lists uh, a, a group of names of the executive committee if you want to reach out to them about any of this. Just a moment. Thanks for your patience as I switch to different news stories. I want to remind everybody that the New Heights Educational Group um, 
is offering a fundraiser right now, which we need the community support for the work that we do here. If you could go to newheightseducation.org and take a look at how you can support us, it would mean a lot. We do need some urgent help. Funds are getting critically low, and um, we would appreciate your support. Smart Brief on EdTech. This is from, uh, was covered by Ed Surge. This school's part of federal blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights. It is unclear what the Biden administration's blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights will mean for education, says Jason Kelly, Associate Director of Digital Strategy for the nonprofit Electronic Frontier Foundation. While education is mentioned in the plan, which is Quote, a great step forward, Kelly says. The timeline is slower than that of any other industries. The 74 reports the schools are affected by a national swatting hoax. The nationwide swatting hoax in which pranks calls are made to emergency services about school shootings is affecting K-12 schools in more than a dozen states, including Minnesota, Ohio, and Virginia. James Turgill, a formal executive assistant director for the FBI Information and Technology Branch, says local teens may be involved, but the foreign actors and hired cyber criminals also may be playing a role. Disability Scoop, Education Department. Special educators must be qualified. Relaxing qualifications, requirements to fill vacancies for special education teachers could place schools in violations of the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. The U.S. Department of Education says in a recent memo to state directors of special education. In the memo, Valerie Williams, director of the Education Department's Office of Special Education Program, writes that special education teachers and service providers must be appropriately and adequately prepared and trained, while teachers also must have earned at least a bachelor's degree. EdSearch asks the question, can LMS data predict student success? A study of whether learning management systems can predict student success down the road offered mixed results. The study of students in community colleges in Virginia since 2000 found that, quote, the most value in predicting students' um, performances within these students where it's in where it's their first term of college, end of quote, says Kelly Bird, assistant professor of education at the University of Virginia and the study's lead author. More news clips from Ohio. 
Cleveland.com reports that innovative humanware department keeps troubled CMSD students in the build to foster talent or change in Cleveland's promise. Toledo Blade reports the 3D printers bring dynamic curriculum to Springfield Middle School. They're using them to teach students about prosthetics and about life. And starting this year, Mr. Ransford has been taking the idea to the extreme, teaching eighth grade students in his pre-engineering technology class how to make prosthetic hands printed on fleet of 3D printers that has been in his classroom, mostly purchased through an Ohio Learning Network grant he received last spring. Hamilton Journal News reports that Lakota's Cyber Academy training future cybersecurity warriors. As America's cybersecurity industry has expanded, so too has Lakota Schools Experimental Academy training high school students for future careers in it. The Lakota Cyber Academy, which is one of only two high school programs in greater Cincinnati, is now being offered at both its original location of Lakota East High School and more recently at Lakota West High School. Demand by student applicants pushed the growth, said Lakota officials, since the Lakota East Academy opened with much fanfare in 2019. Let's see. Insider Higher and Education reports that colleges aim to affirm, honor aspiring teachers. In a tradition similar to those of newly graduated nurses, schools of education across the country are adopting pinning ceremonies to honor and provide career validation to students who have chosen to become teachers. Quote, it is a very visible way of celebrating our students and inviting others to celebrate with us, said Gaetane Jean-Marie, Dean of College of Education at Rowan University. Also from Free Spoke, this is a story the Fox News Channel had covered. It says Christian teacher sues after being fired by refusing to read LGBT themed books to children. The suit slaps Bright Horizons and its staff with several charges, including unlawful retaliation, failure to prevent discrimination and harassment, religious or religion-based harassment, wrongful termination, and failure to accommodate unlawful constructive discharge and desperate and des, I'm sorry, disparate treatment.
We'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and I'm sharing news stories from across the U.S. and the world. The next stories I have from you is from Philanthropy News Digest, and it says, Mass General receives $50 million from the Kraft family for health equity. The gift from the family of Robert Kraft, owner of the NFL's New England Patriots, will support Mass General's efforts to address health care disparities disparities caused by race, ethnicity, geography, and economic status, and expand funding for community health and hospitals' blood centers. And diversity at U.S. foundations is increasing, but slowly study finds. The annual survey by the Council of Foundations finds that the number of staff and people in leadership positions at the U.S. foundations who identifies black, indigenous, and people of color or BIPOC, increased to 31% of reported full-time staff, up from 29% in 2021. And the UC Davis, Davis receives $50 million in sustainability research, the largest gift made by individual donors um, in the university's history, will establish the Linda and Stuart Resnick Center for Agricultural Innovation. Miami University received 46 million requests for Pell Grant students. The gift from the alumnus John Metz, 57, and his husband Ali Khan is designated for scholarships for students who are Pell Grant eligible. And South Dakota's Freedom Scholarship receives $50 million gift. Launched in 2021 with support totaling $50 million from the Premier Companies and T. Denny Sanford as well as $50 million from the state, the public-private fund has awarded scholarships to nearly 1,300 students to date. And Echoing Green announces 2022 Social Innovations Fellows. Each fellow will receive an unrestricted investment of 80000 over 18 months. And Katz Amsterdam awards $2.16 million for racial equity and mental health. The grantees are a mix of national and community-based organizations and were chosen for the work they do to provide mental and behavioral health services for BIPOC communities. $15 million from the Mackenzie Scott Catalyzes Vision Spring Initiative. Announced on World Sight Day, the gift from giving pledger Mackenzie Scott will help the nonprofit reach its goal by providing eyeglasses to more than 6 million people in India, Bangladesh, Ghana, Kenya, and U- Uganda by 2030. Big Gaps is general with 
generational wealth is set to change hands, study finds. With $84 trillion in general wealth poised to transfer primarily from the baby boomers to Gen X and millennials through 2045, an estimated $12 trillion going to philanthropy younger philanthropists are revealing much different priorities and views on how to manage and disperse their inheritance. University of Florida receives $100 million from Worthium Foundation. The gift from the Giving Pledgers is the largest individual donation in the university's history and will strengthen the university's research capabilities and create nerve center biomedical discoveries at the UF Scripps campus. The Intermountain Healthcare receives $35 million from the Peterson family. The gift from the Andy and Todd Peterson, the founders and former head of Vivian, will support the hospital's network's expansion focus on children's health. MacArthur Foundation announces 2022 cohort of fellows. 25 fellows working in fields ranging from sociology and synthetic and organic chemistry, music composition to art and agriculture, and historical demography to ornithology will each receive 800000 over five years and an an increase from $625,000. And M.D. Anderson announces 2022 class of Andrew Sabin Family Fellows. Each of the 10 fellows will receive 100000 over two years to help the young faculty members pursue potentially practice changing science early in their careers when federal and private funding opportunities are limited, that are often limited. And Black Philanthropy. Overcoming the wealth gap to build on a legacy of giving. Nonprofits are grappling with new ideas about how to harness the scale of support for the black community by those dedicated to race conscious giving to create changes in black philanthropy and visibility and proliferation. Kellogg Foundation announces five winners of the Racial Equity Challenge. The winners of the 2030 Racial Equity Challenge will receive $80 million over the next eight years. Obama Foundation announces Girls Education Initiative Get Her There. Over the next five years, the campaign aims to bring together a diverse group of everyday people, corporations, industry leaders, nonprofits, and stakeholders to support hundreds of community-based organizations worldwide. UT Austin Knight Center gives $4 million for strategic reorganization. The grant will enable the center to reorganize and expand its three main initiatives, online learning programs, the annual International Symposium on Online Journalism, and LATAM Journalism Review. And Alaska's Matsu Health receives $15 million from Mackenzie Scott. The foundation, which works to improve the health and wellness of communities in Alaska, 
Tuniska Sustina Valley expects to use the unrestricted gift to continue its efforts addressing underlying causes of health inequities across the region. And Northeast Ohio Medical University receives $10 million pledge. The pledge from Dr. Dominic A. and Helen M. Batonti Family Foundation will be used to establish what will be called as the Batonti College of Dentistry. And the Boys and Girls Club of America receives $30 million for Indiana youth. The largest single foundation gift in the organization's 160-year history will support two years, a five-year strategic plan for 31 Boys and Girls Clubs or organizations in Indiana, including programming at 117 sites, as well as capital and renovation projects. ACLU received $3 million from Cheryl Sandberg to fight abortion bans. The gift will support the ACLU's efforts to protect reproductive health over the next three years. Wow, right? Okay, I have some recordings that I wanted to play for you. Give me a minute to bring them up. Let's see here. Okay, so this one, this was interesting. I, I was listening to this guy speak. I thought he made some really good points. Um, let's bring it up. It's a Chinese farmer. And, uh, the dominant narrative of public education in America is to prepare children to go to college. Okay? Schools exist to get your child into college. That's not a worthy goal. Because college doesn't guarantee opportunity. Right. It doesn't even guarantee a job. Right. We have to do better than that. Right. College is sending people into debt. Right. Lifelong poverty right. in the form of student loans. Right. We have to prepare our children not for college, but for economic self-development. Because the top 1% richest people in America never went to college. Not only did they not go to college, most of them live off of unearned income. And so while we're slaving, they're sleeping, making more money in their sleep than we still want the child. Yeah. Wow, what do you think of that? Okay, so that was one of them I wanted to play. Hold on, I have another one for you. I thought it made some really good points. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I've seen that a lot myself. Um, there's Not everybody needs to go to college. Um, I do think that depending on what somebody wants to do, uh, obviously they some need it. Um, you know, doctors and... Uh, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even think public school teachers need the education that um, is forced on them to the degree that it's forced on them. Anybody can learn anything. And if they have a passion for education, I mean, they have to learn different methods and so forth, but of teaching, but 
we need to redefine what education is completely, in my opinion, and what that looks like and how people learn. We need to completely look at it in a different way. This is another one. I think this was the one where a parent is talking at a school about some of the issues that they're facing. So bringing it up. dominant narrative of public education in America. Nope, just a moment. It didn't come up. Um, that was weird. Hold on, I'll try again. Just to prepare children to go to college. Nope. That is not what I wanted. Maybe it didn't come through. Won't open. Just a moment. I am trying to get the one open that... Technology can be good and it can be bad, right? I'm not finding the one I want to share with you. Um, hmm. Maybe it just didn't come through. Hmm. I apologize. That stinks. Huh. Okay, moving on. Let me bring up the next story for you. I'm having, I'm having all kinds of problems all of a sudden. Okay. All right. Let's see here. We have... Okay. Mackenzie Scott donates $14 million to Rapides Foundation. The foundation, which works to improve the health of central Louisiana's residents, will use the gift to deepen its efforts to improve access to health care, healthy behaviors, education, and and so forth. And Boeing donates two million to Hurricane Ian Recovery and Relief. The commitment includes seven hundred and fifty thousand to the Volunteer Florida Foundation, which manages the state's disaster relief, and two hundred thousand to the American Red Cross. Kind of surprised to hear that they're giving money to the American Red Cross because, from what I've heard from people that have survived Ian, that American Red Cross really hasn't been on site helping, so I'm a little confused about that. Um, but I'm happy to hear that they want to uh, step up and and help those families. So I think a lot of them are being felled right now, and um, they need help. So I'm glad to see something about that being done, and I hope it's true. Penn Medicine's Colton Center for Autoimmunity receives $50 million. The gift from alumni Stuart Colton and his wife Judy follows a $10 million gift from the couple in 2021, which established the center and will help drive research and development of new treatment therapies for disease that affect 23.5 million Americans and facilitate collaboration with Colton-supported centers at New York's University and Yale University. 
Gates Foundation awards $127.5 million in maternal vaccine grants. The grants will support the development and accessibility of maternal vaccines for Group B, also known as GP, GBS, and respiratory syncytial virus, or known as RSV, two of the leading causes of deaths for newborns and young infants in lower-income countries. Lego Foundation, the foundation in Germany, U.S. commits $42 million for young refugees. The United Nations Fund for Education and Emergencies and Protracted Crisis will use these grants to bolster education access programs for displaced and refugee Ukrainian children and in support of the ECW's long-term $1.5 billion effort to assist 20 million children caught in the world's ongoing humanitarian crisis. Nine on Forbes 400 have given away at least 20% of their net worth. Giving pledges, pledgers Bill Gates, Melinda French Gates, Mackenzie Scott, Warren Buffett, Lynn Schusterman, and Gordon and Betty Moore were among the most generous, while pledges Elon Musk and Larry Ellison, along with Larry Page and Jim Walton, all four of whom are among the ten wealthiest people in the United States, ranked among the least generous as percentage of their net worth. Food Corps launches $250 million initiative to address child hunger. The Nourishing Future Initiative, which aims to reach 500,000 students annually by 2030, by partnering with school districts, it has secured initial commitments totaling $53 million from funders, including Mackenzie Scott, W.K. Kellogg, Newman's Own, Rachel Ray, and Walmart Foundations. Global Citizen raises $2.4 million to combat humanitarian challenges. The six-week campaign, which culminated with Global Citizen Festival events on September 24th in Accra, Ghana, and New York City, served as a platform to announce pledges from public and private donors to counter extreme poverty, invest in women and girls, and confront the global food crisis and address climate change. Deloitte is to invest $1.5 billion in social impact efforts. The 10-year investment in efforts to help advance equity will focus on three areas, education, workforce development, and financial inclusion, and health equity. Kinder Foundation awards $50 million for the urban affairs research. The grant to Rice University from giving pledgers Nancy and Richard Kinder will fund the expansion of staff and programming at the Kinder Institute for Urban Research and catalyze plans to foster inclusive prosperity in the areas of education, housing, economic mobility, and public health across the Houston region. The McKnight Awards... McKnight awards $1.3 million for equity-focused arts programs. 
The 15 grants reflect the Foundation's efforts to reframe its funding goals, address racial and economic inequities, and prioritize organizations in Minnesota's arts and culture sector that have been experiencing barriers to funding access. Lilly Endowment awards $91.5 million to Boyster Indiana Youth Groups. Grants ranging from $3 million to $30 million were awarded based on several factors such as the number of youth served by the organizations in Indiana. University of Maryland receives $25 million for School of Engineering. The majority of the commitment will go towards the long-term support of academic programs within the Stanley R. Zupnik Hall, and a portion will help fund the building construction. Individual giving on the Rise Globally CFA report finds Indonesia for the first for the fifth year in a row ranked first in Charities Aid Foundation World Giving Index 2022 which measures charitable participation by giving, helping, volunteering, and the United States ranked third, up from the 19th in 2020. U.S. Santa Barbara received $60 million for ocean science. The gift from giving pledgers of Mark and Lynn Benoff includes $50 million in support of the Benoff Ocean Science Laboratory, and $10 million to modernize the University of Marine Biotechnology Labs. All right, I, I think we are going to wrap the show. I want to remind everybody that uh, we have our civil rights show on Sundays that airs by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have our this show that you're listening to, to now, Education in the News, which airs on Wednesdays by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can learn more about all of our shows on radio.newheightseducation.org, the organization as a whole, by going to newheightseducation.org. We hope to hear from you, you soon. We hope you check out our support page and... Um, until next time, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.